Hi, I'm Melissa and welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast where we can normalize the conversation of motherhood and delve into issues that are quite often swept under the rug. Join me every single Tuesday for a brand new episode with a brand new topic. This is a mummy's club you want to be a part of. Hi and welcome back to the Mummy Warriors podcast. I'm your host Melissa and today I'm joined by a very special guest Melissa Oatman who is a Reiki practitioner, a spiritual healer and also has a podcast of her own, Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness. Melissa, welcome to the Mummy Warriors podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure. I'd like you to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and what you do. Sure. So I am a Reiki practitioner. I am a past life regressionist. I am a hypnotherapist, basically a life coach and healer of all things. I uh, went through a spiritual awakening a few years ago. And through that, I learned that I was supposed to be a healer and that was my purpose in life. I wrote a book called Beautifully Broken, The Spiritual Woman's Guide to Thriving, Not Simply Surviving a Divorce or Breakup. and. Basically, I am just enjoying my role being able to help women heal from breakups, from toxic relationships, teaching them self-love, all of those things. And I also host a weekly podcast called Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, and I get to meet amazing guests and talk about all things to help women improve their lives, and I'm loving it. Amazing. Amazing. That's a wealth of stuff that you do. So, um I want you to start off by telling our listeners what your spiritual awakening was and what got you started on that journey. Absolutely. So I believe that I've had two awakenings and the first one happened um, several years ago. My twins, I have a son and a daughter who are 19 years old. The first one happened when they were about a year old. I was uh, married to their father and it was an extremely toxic relationship. He was very abusive. He had some mental issues and I just felt like I didn't even want to get up in the morning. I didn't want to do anything because I was so depressed. And I realized that my children did not deserve to have a mom like that. And I didn't deserve to feel like that. So I decided I needed to do something about it. So I did the really hard thing, which was to leave that relationship. And at the time I was not working, I was a stay at home mom. And before that I was a finance manager and I hated my job. I didn't like what I was doing and I didn't know what to do. And my mom was a teacher and she said, well, you should just sub while you're you know, trying to figure out what you want to do. So I went back to school and I, I substitute taught during the day. I had a degree in German, which I loved. And so I wanted to kind of incorporate what I loved, which was German and teaching. So I substitute taught during the day and I went to school at night. It took me about a year and a half and I got my teaching certificate. And that was my first awakening was to the path of helping children learn German. So I became a German teacher and I loved it. And I'm still doing that and I still love it. But then about three years ago, I hadn't really dated in life. And my daughter said, mom, you need to start dating. And so she helped me build my 
dating online profile mm -hmm. and I found someone, you know, I met someone and we dated for about six months and it was nice. It was a great relationship, but wrong timing. And I just, it was another, it led me to another spiritual awakening of why am I always picking the wrong situations for myself? And um, my brother actually said, well, you should listen to some podcasts on your way to work. They're very helpful. I found one that was all about spirituality and I found myself within the first couple of weeks consuming every episode. I just couldn't get my hands on enough. And I ended up working with this person who did the podcast because I had a, she talked about past life regression, which I really wasn't sure about, but I was always interested in, and I've never had one done. And so I worked with her and she did a past life regression on me. Mm -hmm. And she said, well, you're supposed to be a healer. Your life purpose is to heal others. And I really didn't believe it at the time, but I kept working with her through different things. And I ended up taking a Reiki course with her. And then I took past life regression and I've just gotten so deep into the healing work and I have been loving it. And after working with her, decided, well, I want to start a podcast. I just want to help other women know that what they're going through is okay. And I want to give them tips on how to heal and how to improve their lives. And when I first started, I thought, well, you know, maybe five people will listen and maybe three of those will be my relatives. But I started it and actually none of my relatives listened to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay, you know, well, well this is fine. And it steadily grew from 10 people the first, you know, week or whatever I put it out to, mm -hmm. you know, several hundred people and it kept growing and growing and it's just become a thing on its own. And I've had, I've always said my mission is if I help one person, then it's worth it. And I have had so many people reach out saying, thank you for creating this podcast, as I'm sure you probably have also had the same thing. Yeah. And it just, you know, it lights your soul on fire because you think this is what I'm here for when people reach out. And then about, so about a year ago, two years ago, I started writing a book and it was a, a thing where I just sat down and I thought, I'm going to write about my experience. And I think it's just going to be a journaling thing. That's going to be a cathartic thing for me where I talk about my own situation going through a toxic marriage and yeah motherhood and all of that you know and it was just going to be for me and the more i wrote the more i thought you know this could be a book and my friend is an english major and he is an editor and i sent it to him and i said you know what do you think and he's like this could absolutely be a book and i would be happy to edit it for you so you know as an exchange where he edited my book and i took him on my trip to europe you know, that we did uh, for German teachers who do trips to Europe for their students. So I was like, I think that's a pretty good exchange. Yeah. <laughs> he edited my book and, you know, he's like, I'm so proud of you. And I put it, I put it out there to all of these different publishers, not really sure even if anyone would pick it up. And I right. really going the whole time thinking I'm probably going to have to self-publish because I don't think anyone's going to pick this up. But I found a publisher who said, you know, I really am focused on children's books and I don't really do adult books, but I love your story. I'm a Reiki practitioner too. And I, I want to read it. 
So I sent her the manuscript and she read it and she said, I don't know, but I really feel like I need to publish this because it really needs to get out there. And my book is like, it's my biography a little bit, me telling my story of what I went through, but it's also humor because I love laughing and I think humor is so healing. Yeah. And it's also like tools, you know, to help you get through it. There's a lot of journaling, there's meditations and tappings and prayers and different things that you can do to help you get through. You know, a lot of people think, and I used to think this too, that divorce was a death sentence and yeah. it was, you know, like, oh, you have this mark on your soul now, you're divorced and you're used goods and all of that. Yeah. And I have realized that that is absolutely not the case, that I am super thankful for my divorce because it taught me how strong I am. And it also redirected me because I was not living a life that I should have been living. I wasn't being treated the way that I should have been treated. And it helped me to understand that I needed to learn self-love. And I think that is where so many people, we all really lack in that. And yeah. it's not through our own fault, you know, it's just the way it is. And I realized that I really needed to build up myself and figure out who I was before I could be a good mom or a good partner or anything. So I really spent a lot of time working on that. I took so many courses and studied so much just to figure out like, what am I doing wrong? Why right. am I acting the same type of partner over and over again? I was getting the same lesson over and over again because I wasn't learning it. Right. And what I realized was when I worked on myself, everything else really started to fall into place and it really did. And so I worked on myself, you know, I published my book, which was amazing. And I started my podcast and I started my own business where I do coaching and past life regression and readings and Reiki, which I love. And I'm still doing teaching, but you know, it's all kind of shifting for me. And what I realized was the universe totally put me on the path where I needed to be. And I'm loving every minute of being there right now. Right. And I think what I think is amazing or what I've seen to be hearing with a lot of women, especially women, is whenever we get to that rock bottom is when literally clawing our way out of it is where you find like find yourself, basically. You literally go from being broken to, to finding yourself. Um, I wanted you to emphasize a little bit more on past life regression. What exactly does that mean? So it's my belief that we have come here many times in many incarnations. And I know it's not, a lot of people don't necessarily believe that, but I started getting interested in it many years ago, even before I took a course in it. I saw a documentary and I believe it was on A&E and it was a man who was doing hypnosis on these people and he would try to take them back to a past life. And that makes sense to me and it seems true. And so I started studying as much as I could. Mm -hmm. okay. And I personally, yeah, I had my own past life regression and a lot of the same lessons that I'm learning in this lifetime have been carried over from past lifetimes, like learning how to ask for help when I need it and not 
you know, try to do everything myself. Yourself, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which way we're all guilty of. I definitely um, believe in like past lives. I've never done any. So I've watched similar documentaries on like people who revisit or children. It was the one I watched was based on children who could list and name and tell these stories from their past life. Um, definitely believe in reincarnation. Never delve so much into it. So it's nice to hear your perspective of lessons from our past life being put through to this life for us to learn um how do you practice your spirituality on a daily basis that's a great question so there are a lot of tools that i use every single day that help to develop my spirituality and the first thing is i tell people before i even get out of bed every morning i practice gratitude because it really does affect the way we choose to wake up in the day. I mean, for most of us, for me, I'm not a morning person at all. I mean, I'm really not, I never <laughs> have been. It's just not how I'm programmed. But I work a job where I have to get up at 6 a.m. and it's not like what I want to do, but I find that waking up, you know, you have a choice. You can wake up every day and say, oh my gosh, it's 6 a.m. already, I have to get up, which is how most of us wake up, let's face it. Yeah. Or you can wake up and say, okay, my practice is before my feet hit the floor every morning, I'm going to list five things I'm grateful for. Thank you, God, that I have this bed that is very warm and very comfortable, especially in the wintertime. It's very warm and very comfortable and that I get to sleep in and that I get to get out of today. And thank you that I have this job that I get to go to that provides my needs. And thank you that I have a family who loves me and that I'm providing for. And thank you that I have this house and that I have this car. And people might think like, oh, that's so corny. But, you know, think about it. If you could start your day going, oh, I don't want to go to this job and I hate that I have to get out of bed this morning. Or you can start, oh, I'm so thankful that I have this job and I'm so grateful that I have this bed I get to get out of. It totally shifts your attitude about the day. Uh -huh. and that's the tone. And that's the first thing I do. And another thing I really like to do is to do some affirmations in the morning before I get ready, because I know that there are a few things that might trip me up for the day. Like for me, I've always had money stories because, and again, revisiting past lives, I know why I have money stories because uh -huh. I've seen past lives where people only liked me because of my money or because I had to work really hard to get my money. Right. So those things, you know, those weigh on me. So I do specific affirmations every day that I know are going to help me. Like I love money and money loves me. And the more money I make, the more I can help others. And I am talented and creative and I'm always succeeding. Whatever you need to really, you know, we kind of have to be our own cheerleaders. Right. Whatever it is that you need to feel yourself that you don't get from others. Right. That's what you need to find the affirmations that really work for you. And so doing that and even I love emotional freedom technique or tappings. Those are great. Anybody who doesn't know about them, you tap on pressure points on your body and you say things to release deeply felt emotions that are trapped within you. So it could be feeling not good enough or right. money, whatever it is, you can find the ones that are perfect for you. It takes five minutes to do. 
and it really does shift your attitude for the day. Yeah, I, I've definitely heard of tapping before, never practiced it, um, but I have heard of it um, before watching another life coach on TV. Um, it, the theory definitely makes sense to me. I want to also ask you if you were to say, not practice any of your your spiritually your spiritual daily practices and you were to say leave spirituality one side how do you think your life would look without it oh well it would be so much different because I used to be such a negative person and even though I believed in God I believed that we had you know, we had a God that was over us. You want to call it your higher power, the divine, whatever you want to call it. I believe we had one, but I also believed that a lot of our life was out of our control and that things just happened. You didn't have any control over it. And, you know, you're just out of luck. But the more I have learned about spirituality, the more I've learned that even though, yes, things come up and we don't always have control over it, what we have control over is how we react. Mm -hmm. And the way that you react to things absolutely dictates how things are going to go from the future. And I can tell you that when I was younger, I would overreact and get angry and upset about things that I didn't have control over. And all it did was make me miserable. Yeah. I probably look like a crazy person yelling and getting mad about <laughs> That was out of my control um, and it didn't help me in any way. But when I learned how to shift my mindset, so in, so for example, a couple of years ago, I was working graduation from high school and I pulled into a parking spot and I tapped the car in front of me. And I mean, it was enough to cause damage. Uh -huh. And the old me would have been so upset and like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing that's ever happened and so out of proportion. And this me was like, you know what? It's okay. It happened. It's all right. I have insurance. It's no big deal. It's going to be yeah. no big deal. And it really wasn't like, it didn't turn out to be a huge deal. I mean, the person had to go get their car fixed, but the money that I had to pay for the insurance for this car to be fixed came back to me in a different way. Right. Not that long after. And I really truly believe it was because I didn't let it get at me. I didn't get upset about it. And I just said, I know the universe is always looking out for me. The universe is always taking care of me right. behind the scenes on my behalf. So I don't even need to worry about it. And since I've had that attitude, things just come in so much easier than it mm -hmm. did. I, I also have another question as well that I'm curious about your opinion on. Do you think that there is... Do you like believe in soulmates? Do you think there is someone out there for everybody or literally it's just luck of draw? That is a great question. No, I do believe in soulmates, but I believe we have several soulmates. And what I believe is, I believe my belief might be a little bit out there, but what I believe is we have people who come into our lives who are soulmates and they're people that we have a soul contract with. A soulmate is someone that comes here to teach us something. So sometimes our soulmates are here for a little while just to teach us a lesson. Mm -hmm. And sometimes they're here for the long haul because they're who we're supposed to be with. And because we have past lives, that means that we travel, we tend to travel in soul families. Mm -hmm. So you may 
end up with someone and you think this is the one, this has to be the one because they seem so familiar and whatever. And maybe in this lifetime, they're just here to teach you a lesson. Yeah. And they're not who you're supposed to be with for the long haul in this lifetime, but maybe they were in a past lifetime. Right. And because we travel in soul families, they seem so familiar to you. And that's why I believe people get stuck on certain relationships because it's like, they're so familiar, I'm supposed to be with them. And you feel that strong, energetic cord to that person. Mm -hmm. But it doesn't necessarily mean you're supposed to be with that person for your whole lifetime. Yeah. I mean, that person came in to teach you a lesson. I believe we have multiple partners that we can be with and we are with throughout multiple lifetimes, which is why it's so confusing. Yeah, I had a straightforward answer for you. Like, yeah, that's the one you're Yeah, no, I get it. No, honestly, I get it. (laughs) But I don't really think that's the case. I think, you know, and there's a lot out there about twin flames. And is this a twin flame? And according to what's out there, a twin flame, there's a soul that's split into and you're one and you're other. But still, it doesn't mean that you're supposed to be with that person in this Absolutely. for the long haul. You know what I mean? So what I always tell people is don't wait on anyone. Don't put your life on hold for anyone. Right. And if someone seems very familiar to you, they're probably a part of your soul family. It doesn't necessarily mean you're going to be with them for the long haul. Uh-huh. Those are kind of the things that we have to work through in this lifetime. We have to, you know, if they're not treating you well, they're not doing whatever, it might be a lesson that you need to learn to stand up for yourself and set healthy boundaries and say, I'm not gonna be with you unless you treat me well. So a lot of us go through that whole learning, but I would say, you know, it's it's very complicated with the, everyone wants to know who's coming in and what's my yeah. going to be like that's the biggest thing and i get it i understand that for sure but you will know it will feel right to you and if it doesn't feel right to you if it doesn't sit well with you and you feel like i don't feel like i'm being treated well you know the truth yeah oftentimes we ignore those red flags because we just want to be comfortable and we want to be happy 100 <laughs> percent but if you know it's not right it's not feeling right that's the universe and your higher self and your soul trying to tell you hey stick up for yourself and set your healthy boundary and if they're not for you they'll walk away and if they are they'll change yeah that's kind of your lesson unfortunately yeah no I agree with that 100% like red flags ignoring red flags used to be a hobby of mine but (laughs) I literally (laughs) have like completely just I learned my lesson from my last situation the reason why I asked that is because I remember I had a reading once and it was when I was in I was like 21 at the time maybe even younger and the lady was like oh it's a guy from your past life you're you're resolving past issues and at that time it didn't feel like that it felt like this is my soulmate but uh, years later I'm like oh I get it now like I understand why he came into my life at that time completely not the soulmate that I was meant to be with forever but definitely learn a lot of lessons from that from even such a young age um how do you how would you advise our listeners to get started on their spiritual journey that's a great question so I would first of all 
you know, there's a difference between religion and spirituality. I have to point that out because I grew up in a very deeply religious family, but I didn't agree with a lot of what was taught there. Um, It just didn't resonate. Um, The particular religion I was, you know, we were taught, well, you give money to the missionaries and they go save people. And I'm like, well, why are people who didn't grow up in a Christian community, like, why do they need to be saved? It doesn't feel fair that they weren't raised in this particular way. So they're just going to go to hell. Like that doesn't seem fair. No, no. The one thing I would say is you have to do a lot of research and really figure out what feels right to you. And your soul will know your soul will know because even as a young child, going through that particular religion, there were a lot of things when I would think that doesn't seem fair. That doesn't seem right. And so as I grew, I just read a lot of books and there are a lot of spirituality books out there. So you can pick and choose who you want to read from. Uh I read a lot of different mediums out there. It's honestly where I started. And I would just say, okay, what feels right but I really loved Wayne Dyer. He's one that I really, truly enjoyed reading. And he did a lot of research where they took stories from children. Yeah. Children are so honest, right? They have no Mm -hmm. idea. And it would just be stories of kids who would say, I remember when I was in heaven and I picked you as my mom, or I remember the last time we were here and I was your mom and you were my daughter. And it just, there were so many stories like that. So I read that. Brian Weiss is another one that I read a lot of. But I started just kind of doing my own research and seeing what felt true to me. And then the other thing, too, is just establishing a practice where you spend some time in stillness Mm -hmm. and connecting to, I say the divine, you can say God, your higher source, whatever feels comfortable to you. I just say the divine because that's what feels right to me. Yeah. And I spend some time just connecting and I love meditation. I think meditation is amazing because it balances you and clears your energy, but I just do a quick meditation and I sit in stillness and I just ask questions. I say, okay, what is this all about? And for me, I deliver messages for my audience members weekly on Instagram and I just connect with the divine and I say, okay, what messages do you have for the collective this week? Right. That was given. And I connect where thoughts just enter my head and I just start writing. And the amazing thing is I will channel a message. I'll put it out there and people will contact me and say, how did you know that that's exactly what I needed to hear this week? Yeah. And I'll say, you know, I didn't find <laughs> it, but I was just given information that I just relayed to you. Yeah. And, you know, what was given to me was like, this is what people need to hear this week. Yeah. I, I think that's amazing. Definitely. Because, you know, I feel like we're all definitely connected anyway, right? Regardless of gender or status in society, I think we are all connected. We generally can relate with one another we all go through similar experiences so I think it's really cool that connecting on where we have the internet now to connect to different people all over the world that can share different experiences and and so forth um 
where can our listeners find you? So there, the best way is on my website, melissaoatman.com, because there, there's a tab for my podcast, for my social media, all of that. But I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram. My podcast is Awaken Your Inner Awesomeness, and I have weekly episodes. I usually have an episode Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. I used to record every day, mm-hmm. and then that just got to be too much. You yeah. Know? It's too much because I have a full-time job as a teacher, but I still try to record Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, have a new episode, and I'm on Instagram and Facebook. I do a Facebook Live every Monday at 6.30 Central Time on my page where I do a card reading for people, and if you show up for the live, I'll pull a card especially for you. And then, you know, my book is on Amazon's Beautifully Broken. Okay, amazing. Melissa, thank you so much for taking the time out and feeding us a wealth of information on your journey to spirituality and different things that I think our listeners will definitely benefit from, especially women who are starting on their journey and obviously they're at rock rock bottom. So I just want to thank you for taking the time out to join the podcast today. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Thank you for listening in to this week's episode. Feel free to leave a comment, like, and share this episode. If you want a chance to be a guest on the show, all you have to do is send me a DM on my Instagram, which is at the Mummy Warriors. See you next week.